0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Wiz and Ashes Daily Podcast. The American author John Green once said that the nature of impending fatherhood is that you're doing something that you're unqualified to do and then you become qualified while doing it. Well, the same logic may well apply to being an England opener as well. New father Joe Denley hit a career best 94 to put England into a demanding position at the end of day three at the Oval. I'm Yazran and with me this evening at the ground is Phil Walker, the editor-in-chief of the Wiz and Cricket Monthly magazine. Phil, a very encouraging day for England.
1: Yeah, and an encouraging opening. Where did you get that from? Are, are you. I Googled
0: fatherhood quotes <laughs> earlier in the day. Of course you did. I uh, didn't have that one off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, w- w- wouldn't it have be been nice if he'd just burgled an extra six runs, mm. celebrated with his family up there in the OCS stand, and completed the dream week, the absolute dream week. But cricket, of course, as we well know, has no sentiment whatsoever. So instead, uh, Denley makes 94, but probably. Enough, I would say, to guarantee at least those two test matches in, in New Zealand and then potentially the four in South Africa afterwards. He's, he's done more than anyone could have hoped for when you take it back to the first test match.
0: It's a flat pitch. The sun was out. But that's happened before this series and that's not guaranteed runs. How impressed have you been with the way that Burns and Denley have improved and learned on the job this series? I think they're both much better batsmen now than they were at Edgebaston at the start of August.
1: Yeah, I'm not, sure about, I'm not sure about Denley because Denley plays in his own way. He plays like, an, like a very old-fashioned kind of player, a sort of 20th century player. When I watch him, I always think that he's shadow batting. That the, the ball is incidental. Like, he's such a lovely player to watch. I imagine and I can speak from experience here, he spent a lot of time looking in the mirror just playing perfect extra cover drives. Uh, When the Sun's out and he's, he's in, he's a lovely player to watch, Joe Denley. I'm not sure if he's necessarily adapted and amended his game to become more test cricket worthy or not. I don't necessarily see that technically, although you may correct me. I do see it with Burns. I see it with Burns a lot. The thing with Burns, everyone has always said it, he's an intelligent cricketer. He's a problem solver. He's a world-class problem solver. Everyone that I've ever spoken to about him, and as, as you know, I've, I've interviewed him a few times. You're Rory him Burns' a expert. I, I am his unofficial biographer. <laughs> uh, everybody says the same thing, um, and we've seen it. As you know, I've, I've drawn attention to the to the technique as being ideal for county cricket, but against you know six foot five quicks who are bombing him, exploring the middle of the pitch you would looked at that technique where he rocks on the front foot and you wonder if there was anywhere to go. Well, he's worked out, albeit he has been out to the short ball, I think five times in the series, but he's worked out how to cope with it overall, I think. Cummings is going to get you out. Cummings yeah. is going to get you out. He's going to bomb you. He's going to get everybody out at certain on, points. On, on,
0: yeah, on Denley, I don't think he's made any technical changes. I think it's just been a mindset change. So I, I think he has got all the ingredients to be a, a really excellent batsman at test level aesthetically he's the most pleasing batsman to watch in this England team but I was looking at some numbers his defensive record this series has been bettered only by Smith so when he plays a defensive shot or leaves the ball he gets out once every 190 balls Mm -hmm. only Smith's got a better record this series he's been he's been out attacking Mm -hmm. and I think this innings he showed great control Um, what impressed me was the way he, he targeted Lyon early on. It was, that yeah. seemed like a premeditated pan. H- he's done ten. That a
1: bit in the series as well. Yeah,
0: he hit him for 10 off two balls in his first over, but then was very happy to just bat time when the Aussies bowled well. Do you think he had this in him? Because uh, he's always been pretty, but I, I didn't think that he could apply himself in this way. It's almost as if that he's had a taste of test cricket and he just really doesn't want to let it, let it go.
1: Can I ask you what you would be saying about him if he'd been caught in the gully last night? When you get
0: a chance at test cricket, though.
1: Sure. Steve Smith has sure. dropped.
0: Steve Smith's been dropped. Sure. But, but it is and... it
1: is on fine margins, right? Yeah. Now, he played a in injudicious, rather. Injudicious shot first innings, right? A flat-footed, waft outside off stump to a ball on the rise uh, within the first 45 minutes of the day. Uh, it was a shot unbecoming of an opening batsman, and everybody said it at the time. If he'd steered that one to gully and been caught last night, then it would have been uh, a dud finish to... Uh, a sparky series, but one that was, at best, uh, ill-defined on his part. That,
0: that's fair. But once afforded that chance, he grabbed it with two hands and
1: I thought, was excellent. So, so, so he's, he's in for you now, is he? What, you, you give him, what, half a dozen test matches from here on in? So I
0: spent a lot of the day thinking about it. And it's not just the runs that he scored. Uh, it's the lack of people underneath him. So Sibley's earned a go. He's, he's scored lots of runs this season. But the fact that people are talking about Zach Crawley as a potential next man in, a man who's never averaged 40 in a single series of county cricket, there is not, there's not a long list of people knocking on the door. And he has done It's far too well, early for Zach Crawley.
1: Exactly. I, I don't think we need to waste our time worrying yeah. about Zach Crawley at this stage.
0: But the fact that I think that he's been, he's been mentioned quite a lot as, as a potential. Uh, and look at the numbers this, uh, this summer. There aren't that many openers getting runs. Sure. There aren't that many number threes uh, getting runs. Joe Denley's got the best average at number three in the county championship this, this summer. More to do with the lack of other alternatives, Denley, for me, I think deserves a reasonable, a reasonable go.
1: Okay, fair enough. So it, it, this has clarified a few things, isn't it, this Test match? Yeah. Uh, not that Josh Butler needed any clarification, as far as I'm concerned, and I've been consistent on that throughout the summer. Uh, there is no doubt in my mind that Josh Butler is a test player, and I think potentially a very, very good test player as well. Uh, this this test match, at least, has confirmed in the minds of a few doubters that he has the technique uh, to bat long, to uh, to amend his tempo or alter his tempo. Uh, there is There is a versatility to his game that a lot of people... Rather lunk headedly think, well, he's just a one trick one trick pony. If the ball's there, he can hit it, but he's not going to hang around. Well, he, d- he has he has hung around at various crucial points during this series. Uh, he's played. He, he came into this test match averaging seven, sixteen and a half, and yet had all had played three qu- quite important innings in the context of, of this series. There yeah,
0: been a lot of those this series, like important thirties.
1: Yeah, but they get lost. But you know, he got run out. Stokes, of course, ran him out mm. headingly as well. The, the game he played at Edgbaston was his first red ball game since March, and it came because he didn't play the Island Test, and it came a week and a half after what happened at Lords in, in that immortal final. To to pile in on him after he averaged forty five last year, anyway, upon returning to the team, is one of the more um, back to front uh, pieces of of doublethink this summer. I'm glad that he's got some runs to shut a few people up. Uh, he bats for me at six. Um, if he's not keeping and I can understand why he might move to seven if they decide that that he, he does take the gloves which leads us inexorably to the question of Johnny Bairstow
0: yeah I, I, just on Butler one one other point England have actually batted a full day in every innings since they were bowled out for it for 67
1: right as in 90 overs yeah, yeah. I think once was 87 overs
0: Burns and Denley are laying a blueprint of how England should go about batting in the post-Bayless mm-hmm. era. They're mm-hmm. very, very happy to just accumulate and bat time. Yep. That has meant that Butler has been coming in where Butler should be coming in and where Butler is most dangerous coming in against a tiring attack when the ball's a bit older. And I don't think it's a surprise that when England have batted long, Butler has done well. And I think for me, so I'm going to get to it, so this is what my England team would be for the first test in New Zealand. So I'd open with Burns. Uh, I'd bring in Sibley to, to partner Burns at top. Denley's not an opener. He's, he's opened once in county cricket the last four years. Move Denley down to three, his favorite position. Mm-hmm. Move Root down to four, his favorite where, where position.
1: Where he began his test career as well. He batted three in West Indies, didn't he? Root, I think um, he, uh,
0: he opened the first test and in the second test he batted three. Okay,
1: you got his 67 as a number three. As a number three. three,
0: exactly. Root, where he should bat four. Pope to bring him in. The guy averages 16. He has to come 100%. in. Batting five. Stokes at six. Butler at seven. That's dangerous. I'd bring Moeen back at eight, but that's a separate discussion. Archer, Broad, Anderson, if fit. I think mean, that's a good side. And it does mean no Johnny Bairstow.
1: Right. And no Sam Curran. And no I, Jack Leach. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's break this down then. Johnny Bairstow uh, is simply not making the runs to justify batting in the top six. Uh, he is... Making the runs of a number seven at the moment. Uh, he has he has kept pretty well in this series. I can't think of any um, obvious stinkers. He looks ill at ease. And technically, without a doubt, he looks ill at ease, as we well know. I mean, he has an ongoing problem with the ball that arcs back into his stumps. Mm. He's been bowled... An absurd percentage compared to to most decent players and his average is plummeting now, he's under 35 now as a Test match player, now this is a player that people have spoken about as having the ability to average 50 in Test cricket and some good pundits, good judges have made that call, well nobody is uh, inoculated from um, scrutiny, nobody nobody's place is absolutely assured Uh, and it would be interesting to see when the new coach comes in if they look at the Bairstow story as indicative of, of the the ups and downs and the tribulations mm. of this Test team over the last couple of years. Uh, and it would be a big call. It would be quite a symbolic call as well, wouldn't it? It Moving would. I mean, it would be a big call. But it would be a call that would be rooted in in, in, in pragmatic reality. Yeah,
0: I mean, for, for me, what, why have I left him out? So for me, root, should bat four, he's our best player, let's do everything. We can, in our power, to make him the best player that he can be. Pope, m- Pope must be selected. And uh, Butler must be in the team. So all those three things, it, it means there's less space. And unfortunately, Berto doesn't get in.
1: A, a, a successful team, a, a team with genuine aspirations to be number one in the world, takes these kinds of decisions, mm. takes these kind of calls. Uh, and is undoubtedly in the firing line. The, the thing, of course, to add... Um, Famous, infamously, he didn't play uh, that second test match um, in Sri Lanka. There were kind of permutations Mm. for that. But he was royally pissed off, came back, made that 100, of course, batting at three uh, in the final test match there. The rage 100. Yeah, gave a peculiar uh, (laughs) post-match interview, but that's by the by. The point is, you're not saying to Bairstow you're no longer a part of England's plans. Mm. He's still part of the Inner Sanctum. He's opening the batting successfully in the one-day side. Uh, He will be on the tour. He will still be a part of a 16. He'll still be a part of a a nucleus of players. But as I say, if you really, really want to make a claim to that number one spot and they've got a long way to go, then these are the kinds of tough decisions you've got to take. We've talked a lot about England, a couple
0: of things in Australia. So number one, a word on their reviewing that I thought today reached an all-time low. They opted not to review one that looked very out when Denley was about 50. Yeah, uh, And I thought that the crowd roar when the DRS timer hit zero on the big screen was quite telling. Uh-huh. Um, reviewing is a crucial part of modern test cricket for me. And Australia are quite bad at it. If they were good at it, they'd be 3-0 up. What do you think they could do to improve their reviewing?
1: Well, what, it will be interesting to see what happens with Tim Payne at the end of this test match. Uh, because he's done a, an extraordinary job in many respects. And he has a kind of quiet... Uh, respect and a bit of integrity there i think um he's certainly very very well respected amongst the amongst the the coaching staff in australia in australia but you are also talking about a cricketer who um is aging has made 100 in his life in yeah. his professional career has missed a few chances as well to be honest he's a, he's a fine keeper generally but there's been a few that have been his catch that He's maybe not reacted quite in time. Now, it might be a reflection of age or it might just be that his mind is on, on other things. But it seems like this might be the right time if they can identify the right person to take over.
0: That's a big if, though. Which is a big if. With, with co-vice captain out of the team.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Usman Khawaja out of the team. I'm not sure there's an obvious... Matthew Way doesn't exactly stink of captaincy no, material.
1: no. But without a doubt... I get, yeah. Without a doubt, he is... Arguably, if you think that Wade is a test keeper and Carey is, is going to play a lot of test cricket as well as a hell of a lot of one-day cricket, Tim Payne, if you take the captaincy out of his hands, and he's probably the weakest of those three options mm. to bat seven for Australia. That's, that's very fair. So it's, it's an interesting conundrum for them. I don't know how they're going to go with it. Uh, but whatever happens to Payne from here on in, he can be guaranteed a place in, in Australia's story of modern cricket because he's he's pulled off uh something quite special really
0: absolutely um this may be harsh and it saddens me to say this because he's one of my all-time favorite aussie cricketers but do you think this might be peter siddle's last test match i think
1: i think it will be his last test match i was sitting i was sitting with with adam collins um who uh is is deep deeply in love with peter siddle with with good reason they're kind of vegan buddies and and they they have a they have a certain kind of spiritual connection i think the two of them i think it's probably fair to say uh he was watching that spell where stokes Mm. took him for a dozen in an over and he was almost literally almost in tears and he was saying it's his last over it's his last over in test cricket and he got his camera out to try and record the moment he was given another over uh, and, he, and he, nicked, he nicked one of them off. So <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually, gra- actually great to see. I mean, he'll be 35 he by will... the end of the
0: year. He was supposed to be a container. He went four and over today. He only bowled 13 <laughs> uh, overs, you, 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 and he's a workhorse think... man in that attack.
1: Yeah, I don't think you'll see him again in an Australia shirt, but he's, he's completed now four Ashes away series, which has got to be right up there for a fast oh, bowler. Was... I don't know if that's ever been done before by a quick...
0: I mean, w- w- whether or not somebody's done it before, I think... Siddle, for me, also represents a really important caretaker role of the Australian fast bowling unit over quite a long period of time. Mm-hmm. When he got into the team, it was like, oh 09, Australia were very good. Yeah. Um, you, you had McGraw. I think, yeah, that is right. McGraw would have toured for the last 15 years in England and suddenly in a mcgrath attack, Australia looked considerably more toothless. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a new attack and he, he's always been the man who, who keeps running in Always as well yep, kind of whatever the conditions he did really well for Australia Australian in the UAE last year. I mean it's amazing that he's, he's kept going when people would yeah. have probably
1: written him off. A, mass, a massively lovable cricketer, but I think I think the time may have come come with him, but it's not like they are struggling yeah they've got they've you got know. a
0: few guys who can do quite well Steve, Steve Smith took a really good catch today. Uh, he took four over, over the course a day. But the one that got rid of Rokes was right up there with Rory Burns' yesterday. It was a brilliant well, catch. Has anyone ever had better hand-eye coordination? Firstly, an,
1: an apology, because on the show last night with Taha, we didn't even mention Rory Burns's catch. Uh, so uh, apologies um, to, to Burns for that. Well, we've talked I, a lot I, about Burns today and he only scored 20. I, I think so I he'll, I think he'll cope. <laughs> I think he'll survive. Um, I think Burns was slightly better because it was lower. And behind him almost. And almost behind him, Stokes-like. Yeah. Uh, but Smith was spectacular. Um, I was watching that with my mum, who made, oh. her, made her test match debut. Oh, that's
0: awesome. how, how, how did today? your mum enjoy her, her test debut? She
1: loved it. She was, um, she was wrapped by the whole experience, actually. Uh, uh, and uh, she, as she said, when Ben Stokes walked out to bat, my heart started to race just that little bit oh. faster. So she gets it. My mum absolutely gets it. But yeah, the, the crowd were kind of... Staggered by that catch. And it was slightly for the cameras, but to hold on to it as well after a long, long day. A long yeah, bit, after yeah. a long day, it was um, a bit special. I've
0: been surprised at the lack of noise when England lose a wicket, but there was plenty of noise when, when Smith caught that one.
1: It's been a strange atmosphere again, though, today. Have you sensed that in, in the crowd, that there is, a for all the, the heavy talk about this still being a live series, there has been a, a lack of edginess in the air, a lack of tension I've found in the air, as people are yeah. trying to to graft a serious, so- solemn narrative to this game. But the jeopardy is not quite there that it would obviously be if it was 1-1 or 2-2. No, you're,
0: you're definitely right. It didn't feel like what an Ashes finale would feel. But at the same time, they, they were really urging Denley. to sure. They were,
1: sure, and there are, there are subplots yeah, exactly. within it. Of course there are. But It's, it's a
0: knowledgeable crowd here at the Oval. They, well, it they, wasn't necessarily yeah. where I was sitting towards <laughs> the end. Um, England's lead is 3 it's a good lead, but Australia could chase this. It. A, it's a road. St- it's going to forever tomorrow. Well, it's,
1: it's certainly played very, very nicely today. It swung on day one. Mitch Marsh got mm. it going round corners. And it swung yesterday. Uh, Sam Curran got it, got it off the straight as well. I didn't see much evidence of that today. No, It was a very, very hot day. Not much in the air. No breeze. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be more of the same tomorrow. So it will be hard yakka for England, without a doubt. You would sense... That three eighty odd, still two wickets in hand, they might creep up to four hundred with a, you know, a blow or two possibly. Archer's still in. Archer's due as a Test match batsman. He, he, yeah, he, he he can he can play shots at Test level. He has the, uh, the, the the components to play shots at Test match level, but he just hasn't worked out the tempo of the game yet. You never know. He might he might you know it might bash a fifteen or a twenty in the morning. I think if they, if it gets over four hundred, it becomes a, a one in a one in ten shot for Australia. I mean, it's, it's already a one in seven or eight, but, but uh, it's been that kind of series. And the, the pitch will probably play as docile mm. tomorrow as it has mm. done today. It'll Rob. be a long haul for them.
0: Right, now the big finish. What we got? We don't just talk about cricket, we write about cricket. Oh, every is day. It, is,
1: this, is this the longest outro in don't, history? Don't
0: interrupt. Every day on wisdom.com and every month in the shape of wisdom cricket monthly magazine. You fancy giving the mag a go? can get your first three copies print or digital for just three pounds that and is a
1: good offer it
0: is a good offer in fact we'll only charge you two pounds 99 if you go paperless to subscribe now listen carefully get your pen and paper out to subscribe to the print version and get your first three copies for just three quid go to wisdomsubs.com and use the offer code all in caps wcm3for319 that's wcm3for319 and to subscribe to the digital version and get your first three copies for just two ninety nine, go to pktmags dot com slash wcmpod. You can just rewind that if you didn't get it. Um, <laughs> so I'm not reading that out again. <laughs> well, cheers, Phil. It's been real. Um, are, are we? Do,
1: are we doing it tomorrow? Are we on uh, tomorrow as well? Is it you and I again? No,
0: or? no. I, I'm here as a punter, but Taha will be. In oh, he's stepping in. Exactly, yeah.
1: So uh, is it going to be the last day of the the, the the season, the international season tomorrow, or do you think this is going to roll into the bitter end on a Monday morning?
0: Uh, as much as I think Smith could bat forever, I also think that England are going to win it. So when I, so I'm so i coming as a Pond tomorrow, and when me and my friends book the tickets, we book them in the hope that it will be Jimmy Anderson's last day as an international cricketer. Right. Yeah. With England lifting ashes and him walking to the sunset, cook style. It's not that, um, is it? But it's not that. No. It's... Uh, Deadly looking spot on the plane to New
1: Zealand. All, all I say, Smith needs 220 to overtake Bradman for an Ashes series aggregate. I really hope that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> I bet well, you don't. well,
0: cheers, Phil. This has been the Wizard and Asher Daily Podcast. If you're a new listener, I hope we haven't scared you off. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell your friends. Phil and we will be back tomorrow.
1: Cast network.